Hey there, this is Jason and Paul, and we encourage you to follow us on Instagram at stateofloveandtrust underscore pod, where we can continue the conversation with you. Thanks for listening. And now, let's get to the show. Um, that's not our usual intro music, Paul. No. That is that is the Peruvian uh, band Emergency Blanket with the dulcet tones ringing in our ears, is it not? It sure is. What does that mean? It means that we have some special guests this week. Oh, we do. I'm seeing on my Zoom panel here, we have Paco, we have Lufo, and we have Jamie from Emergency Blanket live. Well, not live, but sort of live from Lima, Peru. Hello, boys. Hello. Hey guys, what's up? Good to be here. How are we doing tonight? Pretty good, pretty good. Excited. It's not uh, usual that we get an interview from overseas, you know? We've been doing a lot of shit around here in Peru. So, yeah, good to be there. Are we, we going to talk about... Um, we're going to talk about emergency blanket. That's, yeah. that's why we're here. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Is that okay? No, yeah, I want right. to uh, talk about Pearl Jam. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> There's plenty of time for that, but not right now. Oh yeah, we're not right now. No, no. I want you guys to uh, to say what you guys do in each in the band, each of you. Let's go around the room. Okay, I'm I'm Lufo. I'm the bass player, and I'm Jamie or Jaime in Spanish. I play uh, the guitar, rhythm guitar. Okay. I'm Paco. I'm the the vocals, the voice, the voice of the band, the leader. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes I'm the leader, and sometimes I'm the and the and dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the time. <laughs> so tell me, how does a band that formed in 1998 as Ergo Sum not play a gig until 2004? What was happening in those first six years? Well, in our heads, we were playing gigs. In our heads, we were playing in stadiums, you know? Arenas. Arenas. Arenas, arenas, man, yeah. But, uh, you know, we're just a couple of kids, 18-year-old guys, you know, just living the dream in in our rehearsal room, like like any other band that starts, you know? But remember, you you went to to Australia, and and that, that... moment remember yeah also also yeah that, that was every- after ergo sum yeah so after i think that was the reason yeah but i, I would say that we always want to be pearl jam i think uh, everything started that way and it was like okay let's play have a band but it was always okay let's be like pearl jam you know that's, that's that was the main deal <laughs> i remember well, s- similar to to pearl jam coming out with uh, what amounts to a small EP, right? With with this Mama San trilogy that never actually gets released. But you guys record an EP. What is the emergency blanket? 2005. 
Rolling Stone Latin America comes in, writes an article on you guys. <laughs> what was it like for you guys to spend six years finding that sound and then boom, you got an EP, you're being recognized by this pretty big publication. Like, what did that feel like? What was that like for you guys? But, but you are jumping like a, a couple of, uh, uh, you know, adventures too, too fast because we, like Lupo was saying, uh, yeah, we were playing like kids as a band. Maybe we went to a couple of contests, you know, for young kids, young beginners. Uh, and then Paco and I used, to, uh, we went to Australia where we lived there for two years. So I think it was there where we recorded these songs and we came back here. So we really didn't have a chance to all play together until then. You know, and uh, yeah, it was pretty cool because we we had good songs and, you know, the word was getting around that these guys came back from Australia and uh, they formed this band and they, and they play really well, but we haven't played live yet. And because we played like our rehearsal room was a little outside of Lima. So uh, it was sort of like a mouth to mouth rumor that this band was rehearsing, rehearsing in Cieneguilla, which is outside of Lima. And they were they were rocking whatever. So when we had our first gig, you know, it was pretty packed, and uh, it wasn't you know, it's pretty soon until the word got around and you know, and then we were in Rolling Stones. <laughs> it was crazy. We, we were we were pretty young, you know, when this happened. Yeah. I, I I remember we were rehearsing there. We were like you know playing our songs, like practicing. And somebody knocked the door and said, hey, uh, we had Rolling Stones from Colombia, you know? We want to make a, like an interview to you guys. And we were like, what the fuck, you know? The Rolling Stones, you know, coming to our rehearsal room to make an interview. So it was like really crazy at the moment. So I have to ask you, Paco, because when, when Eddie Vedder and the band got interviewed for Pearl Jam, the one thing Eddie was adamant about, and Jason knows the story, was he said, I don't want to be the feature. Do not put me on the cover. You remember this, Jason? Yes. And he and obviously he did. And he went on stage and he ripped that magazine apart. So Paco, was there a ripping of Rolling Stone Latin America on stage? <laughs> well, um, I think I'm really, really far from many better. <laughs> but uh, it was like a like a challenge for us, you know. We were like we were not expecting that. You know, we were like just playing our songs, trying to become a band, and suddenly the Rolling Stones came, and you know, they asked for an interview. Uh, we were really young. We were really you know, have you have you mentioned that 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 album that that we we make that moment? Uh, we didn't have the technology like like now to ha to have like a home studio and everything is easy There's to, no pro to tools record yourself, now. right? <laughs> that that. Yes. Well, we we we, we, we I think we, we used Pro Tools that moment. I don't remember exactly, but we recorded ourselves. I wasn't I was a student to sound engineer in that moment. Okay. And me and my partner, he's my, my my partner at that moment very moment, we make the, the record in far away, you know, like Sineilla, like Paco said, far away from Lima and with our hands, you know, like in in that in, in that year, it was like crazy to make a record by by ourselves, and and you know, Rolling Stones it put a, put an eye on us. It was like like, like very especially, especially rock, you know, in our country, like uh, playing rock and roll is like a, it's like suicide. Really, yeah. it's not that. Yeah, bad. Why because, do you say that? Well, because uh, here, you know, their main 
music genres that are like moving the scene. You know? Moving the charts. Uh, yeah. I mean, this this is like an industry for other genres, but for rock here is like, uh, I mean, it's like the okay, the rock and roll. Uh, you know? Sadly, Paco, it's become that way in America in a lot of regards. I, I think uh, you look at Grammy nominations, you look at Billboard Top 100. It's very rare when you see the type of rock and roll that all of us love and listen to being highlighted the way that it was in the '90s and the early 2000s. Yeah, for sure. But for us, it was like a, like a dream come true, you know, like uh, we becoming a band, you know. Yeah, it's a very underground scene here in, in Peru, you know, very small audience. So it was a pretty big thing. Well, ultimately, you did uh, use all of that uh, momentum to record your first LP combination, uh, an album sung in both Spanish and English sometimes within the same song. So on one hand, it's a really interesting way to write lyrics. On the other, perhaps you were risking alienating some fans who didn't speak either of those languages. What were you thinking about when you made a record that was like that? We were listening to a lot of Frank Zappa in, in that, uh, you know, at that stage. So we were experimenting a lot. And uh, also, you know, we wanted to go uh, be crazy with the production, make up words, because not only is there a mix of words, but there's also made up words, you know? So we, we played around a lot with that. We, we weren't really thinking of, of a result as, as followers, you know, or, or who would not follow if we did it this way or the other, um, which may be the case in, in other albums. But uh, yeah, it, it was like that, you know, very, very natural. And uh, it's, it's, I also wanted to mention about that Rolling Stone, the, the title was uh, the band who was breaking the language frontiers in South America because we were also singing, singing in English, which was even stranger for rock band, you know? Challenge, no? For us to, yeah. to yeah. you know, a record in, in a language that wasn't us, you know? So, but it felt really natural at the same time. It was like our sound, you know? It was like our music for the first time, and uh, uh, it really helped a lot, you know? To have that uh, mentioned in Rolling Stone, it really helped a lot. You know, he, he gave us like the confidence to keep going and record more songs, make albums, have gigs and all the things, tour, you know? Yeah, and, and in combination, you know, just experiment with these yeah. uh, with the languages. We, we like we travel a lot with that album, you know? Yeah. Well, you guys talked about kind of super gluing that first record together, you know, that first EP on your own. What's interesting is that combination was recorded here in LA, which is where Jason and I are recording this very interview with you right now. And yeah. uh, you guys even shot some music videos out here. So I'm curious, what was that experience like for you guys? This, this first time out of Peru as a band like this, doing it this way. Well, uh, you know, us, the, the very funny story that we, we went first to Europe. It was very strange for us because for me, like, that's this really far for me. I, when am I going to go to Europe? And was with Emergency Blank and my band, <laughs> with all the payments, uh, you know, the ticket for the plane and everything. But for us, it was like, okay, we jump out of travel in my, in my own country and I jumped straight to Europe 
with with a contest, you know, the music people uh, people music awards. Um, when you know uh, we 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 traveled to to Europe, but when we went to US was different because we already traveled together. We a little more experience in that in that moment. We went there uh, especially for the South by Southwest uh, festival in Austin, Texas. You know, but great festival, we, awesome, and you know they they they. Allowed us to to travel there, you know, you know like an official band from from the festival. We have our geek, you know, our official geek, and we play like a four venues around. One of those was LA, and, and when we went there, uh, catch up with a friend from Peru that in that moment was making videos, and we shot two videos, uh, one 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 in the in the streets from you know the Hollywood Boulevard, and the other one was. What about tomorrow to Venice Beach? You know, there we we rent a bike and shot, you know, walking yeah. on the beach. And that was the video from Think Again. Amazing experience, you know, US. Awesome. We with first time that we were like filming a video for real, you know, in a way. You know, with with a director, with a cameras, with a, you know, overseas, you know, far away from home. So it was really like uh, we, you know, it was like uh, incredible for us. Uh, I, I, I think uh, for those videos, Survivor, I think it was uh, the most like uh, impact, you know, that uh, caused in people. You know, they they were they were thinking that we were not for Peru. They were people were thinking that we were like from LA or some somewhere. You know, well, LA is it's an international city. Yeah. I was gonna say you I looked mean, very natural in the in the music videos. Obviously, you can you can edit things and take, do as many takes as you want, but you still have to get the performance. And I've watched the music videos in Lima. I've watched the music videos that you shot in LA, and they seem like they're of the same um, comfortability. You seem like it's just natural, and that speaks to I guess what Lufo was talking about going to Europe and cutting your teeth there and kind of getting in a groove together. It seems like that was just totally natural to you, was it? It's like a month together, you know. It was like at, at the end, we want to kill each other, you know. It was like, <laughs> it was yeah. like okay, but, now if we, if we pass this, you know, we can do anything. Everything's cool. We, yeah, <laughs> because of that, Jason, it is it is natural. We, we have this confidence because uh, we've been doing it a long time, you know. So we know our our comfortable like, spots, what what we, what we can do, uh, and uh, yeah. So we. we no more or less uh, how to get ourselves around our, you know, what we want to show and what we are as a band, you know? The first time that we were like touring together, you know, spending the whole day together. And that's why Lufo says that at the end of the tour, we're like, okay, just fuck off, you know, I don't want to see you <laughs> in too much. You know? <laughs> so and it happens, it happens. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, it was, uh, it was perfect because we learned too much. I mean, we learned a lot from that from that trip, from that trips. You know, we we felt like in in our own skin what it was like to have a, a band, you know, and tour. And it was not that fun, you know. It was a lot of work. It was still fun. Yeah. There's a there's a video a of, of our trip <laughs> on YouTube. If you can catch it up, it's it's, it's called. 
Follow the Dream by Emergency Blanket. It is like 45 minute uh, documentary about that trip. Really? That we're oh. mentioning. Yes, it's, a, it's, a, yeah. it's on YouTube. And you know what? In that moment, we, we didn't have camera deal. Uh, we we uh, bought like 20 uh, mini DB cassettes. I don't know if you remember yeah, yeah, yeah. with the tape. <laughs> and we we shoot, shoot, shoot every day, every day, every day, like 20 of those and we, yeah, we, we that, walk that. around with three cameras always going around you always know, recording you know every more than 20 every member of the band speaks <laughs> in each city if you see it uh, i speak in london jamie speaks in spain paco in manchester uh, gino in, in geneva everybody in his own city in our 45 minute trip uh, uh, resume of of 30 days you know it's like there's a lot of things that... Who had to uh, edit all this? Cannot, oh, we, had a good, we had a good friend who did it, and we also yeah. made him promise that, that he could never speak of what he saw because <laughs> yes. there's a lot of stuff that you can imagine that can't be on tape. So let's talk yes. about those things. What couldn't we see in that DVD? Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> this is an audio format. We can't see anything. Just give it a little taste. No. But I think in Europe, we, we got the, the best time, you know, in Europe was like uh, crazy in a way, because we, we play in, in a lot of countries, you know, uh, and uh, we were really tired. At, at some point, we were like tired of everything, you know, of the trains, the hotels. Uh, like and I said, you, it, and it, you travel, <laughs> somebody receive you. It's like you, you are in, in, in Paris. Okay, so Antero, our friend, receive us in his house and he is with us with party with us and then we go to Geneva and there's another uh Ilde or, or Michael K. he he receives us you know and yeah. everybody's like part of our trip it's like 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 excellent hosts excellent well, hosts let's talk there, about everybody you know. for a second because you guys had crowds as big as 15,000 people so over the next three years, you guys played to some really, really big crowds. You guys won a People's Choice, I'm sorry, a People's Music Award in London in 2010. You played nine shows across Europe. Throughout this entire tour of supporting combination, did you guys support any bands that, that we might know? I don't know if you guys know about Hombres G, but they're very famous in Spain. They're like big, big band in Latin America in general. Uh, so for us, it was pretty exciting because you, there are bands you hear on the commercial radio all the time, you know. They are huge this, in South America. Yeah, really? Huge. Yeah, we're walking on the street and we see the posters of these guys and supporting a band, Emergency Blanket from Peru. So but we look at each other and go, yeah, Paul, what the fuck? Paul, <laughs> you're asking about the tour of Europe or the, the or, or whole? If we, if we supported any bands. Oh, a lot of bands. Fay No More was the first one. Oh, yeah. You know that, that was in Lima. In Lima, no, you know, yeah. uh, for yeah. no more. You know the reunion when they play with a with a tocito, uh, the white tocito. Mm -hmm. it, it was like, okay, I'm part of this. <laughs> it was like I can die now. And then no, wait, wait, they wait. They are first, so good. First, first was Stone Temple Pilots. God damn it, with Scott Wayland on the stage. That was the wow. first one, right first. or no? For me, no, the best. No more was first. Okay, okay. No more, no more was yeah. first. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Help me out, James. Help me out. Continue. Face No More was first. Then Thought uh, of a Pilots. Then Aerosmith. Then Creed. 
I think that's that's it. no, and Sound then the Sound Garden. Yeah, then we just, we close the Sound Garden. Yeah, so we have a good yeah, but hold on, num- that, that's a gauntlet. Right hold on, but have you opened for any big bands? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for, for me, the you know, best. We, good we Lord. missed Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam. You we missed Pearl Jam. Yeah. yeah. How close? Almost, so that was pretty close. Off camera, how close were you guys to opening for Pearl Jam? Very close. Really close. Really close. Was it 2015? It became, you know what? It became sort of a competition here in Lima with all the bands like calling the producer. They all wanted to open for Pearl Jam because they're Pearl Jam, you know. Uh, at the end, we at know. the end, the production said. Fuck off everyone and they brought this band. Yeah. And they came with a with a support art, you know, like yeah. Oh they came with already, X already already booked yes, exactly. Nah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, what's amazing? The best for me was Sun. So I cool. think Sun Park like uh, like the best, you know, it was like a point but we we're like fuck, you know, we are with these guys in the same stage, you know, uh in, in our national step- stadium, you know, like well, technically, Matt Cameron is the drummer, so you guys, so, you, you, six degrees of Kevin Bacon says you played with Pearl Jam, at this yeah, basically, point. No, he wasn't there, but he, Cameron wasn't there. he wasn't, wasn't there. there. Oh, that's right, no, because he was touring with Pearl Jam, that's right. But mm. You know who played with Soundgarden in that? In- Matt Chamberlain, yes, yeah, oh, that's there right. you go. I forgot, so Paul. I, I think like- we, Paul, and I saw. Um, Soundgarden opened for, or maybe they closed for Nine Inch Nails at the Hollywood Bowl. Wow. That may not have been playing that night, if I recall correctly. Yeah, Paul. maybe. What a good concert. It, it was kind of crazy. <laughs> wow. Did you get to meet any of them? No, Sorry? no. We didn't meet any of them. Uh, we, we tried to meet some of the pilots. We went up to the backstage and they had this big guy. Who hadn't probably? He probably knew where the opening act, but he just told us to turn around and walk in. So yeah, but we we try not to make you know. We met Crete though. They were waiting for us at the bottom of the stage to congratulate us for for our show. Really? Thought we had a pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So we got a picture. There's a picture with them. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Stab was like saying, like guys, you were on fire, man. He was really liking the show. I remember I was singing and then and, and I turned my head to the right and Scott Sapp was there doing head banging and all the things, you know, he was really enjoying the show. So in, in our sound garden, Paco talking about people being on stage, uh, Kim Tail and, yeah. uh, and who else was there from Soundgarden? And then we have some people from Aerosmith also watch us on stage. Yes. Go up and watch uh, the, the bass player yeah, of Joe Perry. Of Hamilton. Oh, ba- ba- okay, Hamilton. Hamilton. Tom Hamilton. I don't right? remember yeah. the name. The, <laughs> the name of the bass player of Fano Moore, but he 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 went to oh. the stage and, and, and saw us play. I remember clearly that he was playing, and I and I watched to the side, and I and I I recognized him, and and you know what happened to me? I I make a a, a shit with my note. It was like. <laughs> Bass player, yeah. bass player. Yeah. I said, "Fuck me now!" Well, what do you make me do? For Smith, I think when we opened for Smith, 40,000 people there. That's it. Yeah. Shit, <laughs> that That's was outstanding. Like, that was like we're opening for these guys. It's like opening for Led Zeppelin, you know? It was. It, yeah. Well, let's skip ahead a little bit. So let's get to 2012. You released Absenta, English only, back to your English only business. It's really good. And I, I think the songwriting matured from combination, in my opinion. And 
By the way, Paco, thank you for signing three copies of that CD. Uh, you know what? We did a little giveaway on we Instagram. Did. Pleasure. This, this is a State of Love and Trust podcast giveaway. Yes, this is. And nice. I'm going to announce nice. the winner nice. right now of our signed copies of Absenta. So we've got Mary Lou, and her handle is Mary underscore Lou underscore EV. We've got Pau Tenorio, Pau underscore M underscore TR, and Christian Cordova, L-B-O-T-T-G-E-R-C. So I'll reach out to those people uh, you guys, I'll reach out to you uh, on Instagram, but you have won the signed copies of Absenta by Paco. So, yay. To the- Congratulations you know, the, the, on the, getting these, some great music, guys. These three people who won, I, I remember their names because they, they, they're they part of our fan club called uh, La Conexión or La Conexión. So, uh, yeah, it's nice, nice. Beautiful. Uh, congratulate you guys. Yeah. All right. Special message from Jaime right there. That's right, man. <laughs> okay, so... We've we got to this point without talking about what Jason and I would call uh, the elephant in the room. So there's two members here, right? Louis, uh, Lufo and Luis. Well, Luis isn't here, but Luis. Right, I know. Hold on. Also in Red Mosquito, right? So excellent Pearl Jam tribute band. Paco, original singer as well. You guys are surely aware of the rotating drummer situation that. Happened in the 90s. You guys have a similar thing happening in Emergency yes. Blanket. So, yeah. what's the deal with the lead singer and the drummer position? Lead guitar. Why oh are you guys God. dropping like flies? What's going on? Who says? <laughs> it was like, a, you know, we were like trying to get away from this Pearl Jam shadow, but every time we were like changing drummer and it was like the same story, you know, with us. We got like three drummers in our story. Because Jeremy drummers. was in there, and Jeremy's in Red Mosquito. Luis is now mm-hmm. lead guitar. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. You know, we can we can we can uh, explain it like like the movie. Remember the Pearl Jam twenty? Like no, no, no. I want to do very fast. <laughs> a little montage. There, there, there was a time that was that was a drummer star. <laughs> Theme. <That was> awesome <laughs> moment. It was okay. Yeah, okay, but it, well, yes, it happens. I think it's, uh, it's uh, like a moment in, in our story, you know. I think uh, every drummer has, the, you know, it's, it's important, you know. All of them are really important for us, you know. The sound of every every album, you know, also has uh, like a, a part of them, you know. I think... Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. You look at a, an album like No Code with Jack Irons versus an album like Binaural with Matt Cameron, and you, you can distinctly tell how a change in band member completely alters the complexity and the integrity of the sound for that album, for the entire band, really. Yeah. Well, I think, well, there's no um, problem with any member. Uh, I think there's, um, you know, like uh, some people long more than than other ones it, it's it's like like um a stage of of our position uh, to to you know flow sometimes uh you know you want to rest you want sometimes you you don't catch up the the you know the 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 rhythm of work and there's a lot of uh, of reasons but everything 
uh, for me that made me feel proud and you know relaxed is that I'm I'm a friend of every ex member of 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 emergency like and there's no uh, you know fight and uh, rival with anyone is everything cool so that made me feel like I see every you know I play with Jeremy hands hands recorded combination then he left to to London to to you know to study drums and Jeremy came in uh, even he recorded the album and then he's now in the band again so it's like part of our story you know so, so there's there's no hard feelings for anybody was it more no of a feelings. was it more of a um just at that moment in their lives they their focus wasn't wasn't as strong on the band as the rest of you guys were yeah well Hans got this really cool uh, um, scholarship for this this a good like a drum some drum school in Europe so he had to go you know so we understood yeah. it it's, yeah no hard feelings man and now he's back in the band you know we love Jeremy like Lupo saying we're all a family no hard feelings with any member of the band but Hans that's great by the way, he's uh, uh, probably one of the best drummers in this country. You know, no doubt about it. Um, so we were really happy to have him in the band. You know, it was like, a, okay, we have hands. You know, it was like a fuck. You know, uh, I remember when uh, the first drummer left the band uh, when Hans came. It was like, man, you know, it was like like another another thing. You know, it was like. I think he, he, it uh, it helped a lot. No code binaural. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> so, uh, Musica de Emergencia, newest record, just came out a few months ago, completely in Spanish, first time. Um, excellent songwriting. I, I, I think I told Lufo that I thought it was another step up from, yes. from Absenta. Um, I was actually playing it in my car uh, shortly after I got it a couple months ago and I got my toddler, my three-year-old to sing Caras de Lima. So you've got that going. <laughs> <there>. <laughs> and yeah. How was the album received in, in Peru and what made you want to record it in Spanish versus English again? Well, this album was, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just say, uh, naturally we, we came to the point where we felt, you know, we were established here again. Uh, we'd been, we stopped playing for a good couple of years. So, uh, you know, everyone also went their ways. And then when we came back naturally and felt like we want to do music, uh, we want to continue doing music after a good couple of years. Um, a lot of those people who assisted to concerts, you know, were older now, like two generations, I think, passed yeah. in those maybe five years or, or I think it was about five years that we've been playing. Like we were playing, but very little. And so it's like, in a way, we have our old diehard fans, but also we're becoming known for the oldest new public here. So it's very interesting, you know, because uh, it being in Spanish, it gives us another approach and a different kind of, uh, you know, connection possibility to to um, to the public. You know, when it's all in English, it's cool, but it's different when you you understand the lyrics, you know, in any language. If you understand the lyrics, then you, you get a, a stronger message through the music because you can't get it just musically for the melody, but with the lyrics, it's another thing. Yeah, no, so, I yeah, completely so. agree. 
Yeah, so people are, yeah, they're liking it, um, uh, thankfully. And uh, we're still growing. We're still uh, waking up as a band, you know, having been uh, gone for such a long time. And uh, yeah, but we're happy, you know, enjoying what we're doing. We've decided to release uh, either a video clip or a lyric video for all of our songs. In other words, you know, have some visual shit going on. Which is very, very uh, necessary. The animation is times. unbelievable, by the way, <laughs> for that zombies video. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Eh? <laughs> you, you know, it's so funny, Jaime. Yeah. Go ahead, Paco. You oh, mentioned. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead, Paco. It was like a also like a challenge for us because um, we never make a record in Spanish. You know, it was like a first time that we were like trying to to. I mean, for me, for me as a singer, you know, to sing in Spanish, uh, it was uh, kind of difficult, you know, because I was really used to singing English and um, my body in a way was not uh, used to, you know, to sing in Spanish, you know, all the way. So, but now I I really enjoy to, to sing in my life. I think uh, it helped me a lot as uh, singer, you know, to... to become more more real in a way no, no it, gonna, it makes perfect sense i mean it, it it's interesting as a vocalist because you're singing in two different languages and and the, the dichotomy there i'm sure the body language changes with that you know yeah a lot uh for me as a singer i'm uh, i really like it felt like a like a challenge you know because i mean to say something in your language, uh, it, it not only makes sense, but also is real, you know? Because there's uh, an authentic authenticity to it because it's yeah, your I, native I, I tongue. I don't, I don't say uh, I love you to my mom, you know? I say te amo, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think it's maybe a stupid uh, uh, example, but. Uh, no, it's, it's a very. Uh, it's It's a clear example for everybody listening because you're absolutely right. Cause those, the majority of people listening would probably be the ones who say, I love you. Yeah. It would be unfamiliar saying Tamo in many respects and, and to have to sing that. Yeah. And also my, my body uh, felt really com confident with this, you know, it was like uh, more natural for me. And uh, I think uh, I became a better singer, you know, now that I sing in my language, uh, it made me improve my, my, my vocals. Lufo, do you play bass better in Spanish or English? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? In German, man. That's in German. German. <laughs> my bass is from Germany. It's a very nasty bass. <laughs> so you're always in time. Yeah, he's oh, good always, at playing always. bass in German. On time and in time. No, you know, but, it's, it's, but you know what? Uh, you, uh, you talk about that. You, it's not my case. You see, for me, speaking English is very difficult. But they, no. for they, for they, it's very familiar. So we, when we started to to make write music, for them it was most comfortable to make it in English because the phonetics are shorter. The the words are are you know it's more easy to because we have a lot of consonant, a lot of words to to make it in a in a in a sentence in english for us it, it was more naturally and when well, well you know and that 
moment we want to travel, we want to show our, our, you know, our material to, oh, in English it's going to be more, you know, subtle. No? It was another reason to, to continue. Uh, but now it was more like a challenge for us to, to you know, uh, put it out of our comfortable zone and make it this entirely in, in Spanish. And another reason, like Jamie says, it, the Peruvian people, and, and I, I noticed that on live concerts that when we played uh, any song of, of, of us that is right in Spanish, people move their mouth and, you know, they, I, 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 I watch, you know, I see the faces and I see the mouths and they... You actually see. speaks, sings, because they understand. So we, we try to connect a little more, so which we make that effort, and this, this record is entirely in Spanish, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, rock, rock music in English is more like, uh, there's, not much, there's not much things to do, you know, because it's the natural language for that music, you know? It's, it's, it belongs to, to that. So when you uh, sing rock in Spanish, I mean, you, you need to be really like clear and, and really clever and, and, and you know, um, tight, you know, and it's, it's, not, it's not easy, you know, to, to sing rock in Spanish, you know, because... It's like uh, make a, a cumbia in English. It's, it's yeah. very, I think it's going to be very <laughs> difficult. <laughs> well, isn't the rhyme structure different too? Because if you're thinking about writing lyrics and you're thinking about the Absolutely, rhyme structure yeah. of lyrics, then you've got to completely change that in your thought process and what you might want to say that's in English might not work, you know, uh, in the way yeah. that you sing it in Spanish. One of our things is we, we, we try not to translate ever. So it was song, we, it has to begin with either in Spanish or English, you know, otherwise it just doesn't work. It sounds too, too forced and not right. natural. Yeah. So that's something, you know, we do. You know, you guys are talking about a comfort zone and the challenges that come with language. And Jaime, you mentioned the visuals with the video and how necessary those were during the challenging times right now that we're all experiencing because each and every one of us is kind of thrown out of our comfort zones with this pandemic. So curious, it's been a really challenging year for everybody. Being a band, trying to grow your brand, not easy. Definitely has to be difficult during these times. Thankfully, there seems to be, I guess, a light at the end of the tunnel here for you guys and for us, for everybody, really, uh, with the, the advent of what will hopefully be a vaccine here. Have you guys started mapping out plans for 2021 once we're finally allowed to travel? You guys can go on tour. People can attend concerts. What, what, what's yeah, on the horizon? We, we, we actually you know, planned ahead, actually, not because of the pandemic, because we, we'd already been working on this album like a year before. So maybe being strategic and trying to think of the smartest thing to do uh, to get more public, because we're basically restarting, you know, after so many years, uh, maybe the most, uh, the best strategy would have been just releasing singles, you know, try to get more people. But we had this album on top of us. And... Uh, we had to release it, you know. The pandem pandemic came, so then we're th we thought about it. We said, fuck, you know, what, what like, we come back and then this happens, you know. <laughs> there was people at that what moment that says, oh, you're crazy. Yeah. This moment is awful to, to release a record. Are you crazy? Yeah, but we, we, we had it on, 
people were more more interested in like you know other stuff you know not not to get the COVID and and try to you know make money and groceries and shit and we were like it, releasing it was like but 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 Paco everybody needs to listen to something in the car on the way to the grocery store yeah music has to come out okay, so. but Paul, <laughs> yep. Paul what you were saying about uh, how if we did plan ahead uh, we 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 didn't plan, but we did do something ahead uh, without a, a, a particular purpose. But we recorded not not just the música emergencia. We recorded in total about eighteen songs, and now we recorded two more, um, like the drums for two more. So now we have ten more songs. Yeah. So basically, we're we already working on our next album, and and for sure, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, so that's, that's something really. Uh, it's a good advantage for us because we have a lot of shit material to release. And uh, we did burn Musica Emergencia releasing it like in a crazy manner, like against all logic, you know, but uh, we have this album that's going to back us up and maybe we, we might release a couple of singles before we do release the album. <laughs> It'd be a different release strategy for this one. Yeah, for sure. You know, we, we, now just we got to mention your, 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 what you said, Paul, that, of course, people need to hear music to go to the grocery store, even in the, in the pandemic. But you know what happened? That bands leave. Or, well, I don't know if every band of the world, but at least mine. We we are you know economy or you know every, every we live of our shows. It's like playing is the reason that our you know enterprise. It's works. the lifeblood, like, right? It, you it's know. Where- so the motivation how, how, can, comes how can I continue if I don't have, you know, my studio, my, you know, hours of studio, you know, it's like a lot of problems that pandemic came to us, but we decided to, to continue even to the distance. Yeah. I was producing the, the record, the, the last part of the record in Zoom sessions, you know, but we need it for us. We need to release it now. Don't even hit don't even we never play it we release it but never play it the entire album for us it's like i need to fuck my album (laughs) (laughs) but i've never heard it put that way that's That's what happens when you play it live you fuck your album i like that (laughs) (laughs) it was like having a song and 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 there's nobody you can you can sing it you know it's like you know having something there and you can just show it to anybody you know it's, it was like frustrating in a way you know i mean you know a song is to share it you know is to you know give it to the people but in this fucking pandemic situation it was like you know just listen to your fucking song in your room and that's it yeah yeah, you know? and, and, go ahead. I think that when 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 you hear us in in a, you know in an album and then you see us playing live, it's like you complete the circle. I think in, in our case, it's like okay, you sounds great in a, in an album, but when you you see us performer, it's like okay, okay. For me, it's like I did I I leave my message. I need you to see the whole package. This is where emergency blanket. Is you know so yeah. now yeah. we we can we can play you know we played uh, yesterday but in our rehearsal uh, 
in a very small place with a with a white light. You know, it's it's not like a show for us, like no Paco jumping to the to the audience. It's like for us, it's frustrating, but you know, yeah, it's, it's there's no crack. I mean, there's no like uh, receptor. I mean, you know, that's for a me, good way art, of putting it. There's no receptor. I mean, art must have some somebody to to you know re receive that. You know? Yeah, that's 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 I think one of the the things that really fucked me up you know, in this period. You know, I didn't uh, have the the chance to you know to feel that uh, energy. You know that. Uh, I don't know how to explain it. You know? No, it, I, it was, I completely uh, understand. You, you, you explain it very well. It's, I mean, it's something that, that the guys in Pearl Jam have mentioned before. It's like they write records to go play them live. And that the, the, the feeling of having to do that, the, the need, the desire to be playing these songs live, it, it's, it's doubled down by the fact that it impacts your livelihoods. You're making money off of this and you can succeed as a band. Um, so the fact that you're going to have even more music next year to to go out there and just crush the stages and just kill it i feel like you must have to be thinking about that in a positive way to kind of get through this moment no for sure man for sure uh imagine you know coming back to play after so all this time and having taken the best advantage of this time you know hidden away doing a lot of productions videos you know whole album you know singles before that so it's good because now apart from that we we're gonna have new songs as well so it's uh yeah it, we we do have to be proud about that i think it, it's a good uh point on, on I, our side I never, liked, I never liked like the single thing you know like release singles i think it's okay you know but it's it's no it's not my thing i think uh i'm more like old-fashioned more you're like, an old soul i like that yeah I mean, for me, an album is like a like a book, you know. It's like a movie. I mean, you need to watch it and and finish it, you know. It's it's not just singles, you know. It's like I, I, I'm not into that. I think uh, an album is like a a part of my life, you know. Uh, my life is is not a fucking single, you know. I totally understand. Probably is too radical, but you know that's how I feel. I'm with you, man. I mean, I, I think I look at all at, as songs as chapters in a book, like you just said, and they should be consumed in the order that the artist intended them to be consumed in. And, you know, maybe we're just old, Paco. Well, well Jason says this. But <laughs> we also have episodes where we retract Pearl Jam albums the way we That's think they true. should sound. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was actually, you know, I, I, I stopped listening to Pearl Jam for a good while because I heard them such, like, so much that I had a good Pearl Jam break. Oh. But I've gotten into them again and started relating all these, you know, times of my life as a kid with certain albums. So I have a very young girlfriend, all right? She's 22 years old. I'm 40. Good for you. And so she, she loves, <laughs> yeah, I, I know. <laughs> she loves hearing my stories, you know, rock stories and stories about albums. I'm sure albums just... Jaime's terrible. life is the book that everyone wants to read. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I tell her about how we used to listen to albums and not just songs. So 
Back you know, in I my day. Pro- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But writing a llama here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, on my, on my llama CD player, I would put it not really Spotify. I, uh, I'll show her, you know, a new album every, almost every time we go somewhere. And I tell the story around me because I, def- I, I immediately remember what I was doing when I first heard it. And I think the biggest impact I had with the Pearl Jam album was definitely 10 because that was the first thing I heard and it blew my mind and then Pearl Jam forever, you know? But, uh, but uh, Vitology was something I just, I just went, what the fuck is this? I just, it was so different, you know? Yeah. And that happens with our albums as well. They all have like their personality. You know, we try to have a different sound for each of them. And, uh, So this one was very produced. Lufo produced it, so I want to congratulate him. Yeah. You're live. Thank you. Thank you. Very, very good job, man. And uh, yeah, so yeah. the next one will be weird. He's the guy, you know, behind the, the buttons and the fucking thing, you know. He's always uh, having the, you know, the, the um, instinct, you know, to... To lead the band, you know, when we are in the studio. You know, he talks like he's drunk, but he's the smartest of all of us here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, English is not my That's thing. That's what Jason <laughs> Well, uh, Musica de Emergencia is out now. Uh, all three albums mentioned today uh, on this show are available on iTunes and Apple Music. Um, check these guys out on Instagram, on YouTube. And uh, guys, thank you so much for for talking to us today. Absolutely. Thank you, Jason. Thanks, Paul. Nice. Uh, we hope that it's not the, the last interview we have, you know. We hope to see you guys again. We will Probably. chat again when the new album comes out. Probably yeah, play that. Why not? Just to, you know, go and play there, you know, for you guys. We'd love to have awesome. you. Yeah. That'd be awesome, yeah. Well, to uh, to play us out, we're going to play uh, Cresce uh, Comigo, which I believe is coming out as a music video pretty soon, is it not? It's coming. Yeah. Yes, it's coming. Ooh, it's coming. Well, so that's yes. first time, the first time we're, we're actually mentioning it because well, we're keeping well, it to be secret. Fair, I I think it, it, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I think... Did, did, yeah, did we blow fair. this? Do we, does Jason have to do some work in, in the editing process? No way. Comigo is coming thing it's happening and we're gonna play on the way out in a moment so yeah. <laughs> all right we'll see everybody awesome on the next dude. one and uh again thank you uh lufo paco jamie and the ever silent jose uh band manager who's hanging out in the wings drinking a beer having a great time and laughing at all the hilarious stories we thank all of you <laughs> for coming here and uh, hanging out with us thanks guys it's been a pleasure thank you thanks it's a good time man Jason, take care roll roll <laughs>